0: Today's episode is brought to you by Doghouse Systems at DoghouseSystems.com. If you use the code FROGPANTS at checkout, you can get a 480 gigabyte SSD drive for a limited time while supplies last absolutely free. Check out their fantastic rigs and wonderful computers over at DoghouseSystems.com today. On today's episode of The Instance, we've got a date with BlizzCon. What would you do if they shut down your vanilla server? We all thought Mythic was hard, but Mythic Plus sounds really hard. Overwatch gets ranked play, and they call it competitive. Will it be? Soldier 76 gets sidelined. We don't talk about the tracer pose. Your calls, emails, and more on this episode of The Instance.
1: I'm Jeff Kaplan, and you're listening to The Instance. to The Instance.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance episode 443. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Willie Dills Gregory. Hello, Dills. Hello, Scott! Hey, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. I feel like I just talked to you, we not did. even that long ago. Yeah, it was like 12, not even, jeez, what, yeah, like 12 hours ago, we were hanging yeah. out. Yeah, good a, to see you again, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, uh, it's, it feels it feels natural to just talk to you every day. I think that's what we should do for me <laughs> This is now. how it is with Ibbitt. It's like, I don't know how that guy's not <laughs> completely sick of me by now. I see him Oh, he day. is. He, he talks to me. About oh, okay, good. <laughs> <I'm, Yeah. laughs> at least he's getting it out of his system. Uh, the Europeans are both doing weird stuff. You got Patrick in uh, Japan, and you got uh, <laughs> you got Dill. or uh, 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 Europeans are always doing weird stuff, let's be honest. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, and you got, uh, what's his name, reco- uh, the, the Terpster there, re- recovering from his time at the uh, Video Game BAFTA Awards. So in in their stead, we brought in another American from America's wing ladies and gentlemen. It's
2: Garrett Ryan
0: Zerl. Hello, Garrett.
2: Well, Ishnu lot, dorks.
0: <laughs> nice. You sound like you had a prepared uh, statement to begin the show here, but uh, <laughs> I prepared a statement. You pull out a little piece of paper, open it up. Yeah, Stuff it up. <clears throat> you guys, uh, you guys, of course, know these chuckleheads from their fine work on the Angry Chicken, and of course, now for Garrett, a hundred episodes of ITN Into the Nexus, which I was uh, really glad to guest on yesterday with Dills, and we had Jeff Kanata, and we had you and Kyle, and it was that was a hell of a time.
2: That was that was some of the most fun I've had podcasting in recent memory. So uh, thank you guys for coming on. It was a uh,
0: that was a blast. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, you guys should check that episode out. It was a really great sort of state of the game kind of conversation. And if you're interested in Heroes of the Storm, that's that's a great place to do it. Oh, and by the way, yeah,
2: if fun you're... fact: nine, ninety minutes of unscripted heroes chatter. Wow, yeah. that's that's pretty good. Well, actually, good. I
3: think I think you kicked off the initial discussion with the top of the. It was here's of the dorm,
0: and then we just never
3: stopped. Barely, barely. Yeah. And I, and You're the,
0: like, hey, here's the dorm. And then we're off and running. Yeah. Yeah. I think we may have mentioned one other, like, <laughs> there's maybe one other thing in the news. I can't remember what it was, but like halfway down. Oh, it was double XP Tracer. for the weekend or 50% XP boost for the weekend. Yeah. You
2: mentioned that. We talked about Tracer, but it, it wasn't like we were following notes or anything. It was just yeah. kind of where the conversation led us. Yeah. We just ended up at Tracer. Yeah. I don't want to freak anyone out, but
0: people on the A Move network and the Frog Pants network, we tend to talk from the gut and that's what you get with our shows so hopefully you enjoy this one today there'll be a little world of warcraft in there we got some overwatch talk a little bit later so if you're here just for the warcraft stuff i don't know what to tell you man there's not a ton happening but there is a little bit and we'll get to all of that in the news all right let's talk about blizzcon first uh fourth and yeah fifth.
2: it's coming guys yeah. i'm so stoked
0: are you excited to get back down yeah. there and
2: do all that always I'm always excited for BlizzCon, man. I get to hang out with everyone. It's it's so nice to see everybody. The con like really never disappoints for the most part. Even in, in a year where it opens up with Geek is, I still have a great time. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it just happened though, like five minutes ago? Because that's how
0: it feels to me. I feel like we were just there doing this, and not that that's a bad thing, but it does. It literally feels like yesterday to me.
2: November does a, a bit. This this year is weird though, because like uh, last year when it happened, I had also just gotten married, and then right after it was over, we were on a plane to Maui and. Oh yeah, but this I, should this should be it was, much more it was normal. Particularly for you. strange for me, sure. Specifically, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, this
0: will be a
3: much more relaxing trip for you, I'm sure.
2: Oh god, yes. So here's the exciting. But you know, yes.
3: at this point, it's we just now expect it every year, and and I think it's more of an esports event, and I think it will be. Um, all the like announcements and everything that we've always expected from BlizzCon aren't quite as important because now there is essentially, well, at this point, there's two full seasons of stuff that ends culminates at blizzcon mm-hmm. and that will you know that will be every year as far as i can tell uh, from here on out so everything else is just kind of okay now we fill in the time with the cool band and here's what's we're working on and here's what's coming mm-hmm. and it's just we we all know what we're doing even the audience now mm-hmm. so we just show for blizzcon like yeah let's get it on and, you know it's, it's like it's a well-oiled machine at this
0: point yeah yeah i agree and it's very the esports focus is is clear um it it if we if we're to make any predictions this early and i know it's very early we just got dates for the for the show but i always like to do this when we find out when blizzcon is going to be do we have any predictions based on what we know what we know is we'll be playing a we'll be playing legion by then so we'll have legion sometime Mm -hmm. this summer at least that's the current plan so that'll be out of the bag and happening and surely at blizzcon there will be talk about upcoming content for said expansion but given their their recent um uptick and how quickly they're trying to release content i know they're always trying to do this but it seems like maybe they're on the track to actually do this more often with world of warcraft you guys think it's crazy to to think they may announce the next expansion at this thing or it's is that crazy. too is that too
3: quick
4: um,
3: no it's not crazy but it would probably just be a very rough sketch of what it is um at that point we're still going to need it, it's just two patches an expansion right at this right, point right um, so we're still going to need the second patch so it's possible they announce whatever the second patch is and all that content mm. or it's and I don't I don't think it's completely out of the question that they announce the entire next expansion yeah
0: what do you think Could uh, happen. what do you think Garrett you think they're going to surprise us I, mean, I would us? certainly
2: like them to mm. uh, to announce the next expansion I, I, I'm not I wouldn't bet money on it it seems like a stretch um, especially with their like their development speed with World of Warcraft has not been uh, peppy mm-hmm. yeah they're trying. Like know they want to
3: be faster, right? But they just haven't gotten there. Yeah, they're trying well, to... They're they they want to
2: be faster. I mean, they've been saying that since the first BlizzCon ever. We're going to try and increase the speed of our development. And it's never happened. They've never once... Uh, I, I don't think a, a WoW expansion has ever come out uh, in, a, at a time where it, it felt like it should have. I think it's always been about four to five months too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, let's look
0: at it, though. So we're, we're at BlizzCon, and that is a post-Warcraft movie world. That is a post-Legion release world. That's a post Overwatch release world, and we're in the thick of the you know second, third, and fourth year of some of these other titles, um, and they're all very focused on esports and these tournaments and everything. I'm struggling a little bit to think about what that it it, it to me that seems like a fundamental shift in the format without it without it being intended to be. In other words, sure. when they get up on stage. Will it just be? Will it be like Apple Keynotes? We've got a new store opening in you know China, and here's our numbers, and off we go. And there, here's a small iteration to various products. That feels like maybe that's where we're
2: we're We've headed. We made Warcraft smaller and lighter and thinner. <laughs> it's like, no. I, I, would, I mean, I would be really surprised to see to Warcraft see it go. Eight megapixel camera. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we added three more pixels to the Todd piece of your orc warrior.
0: Wow. Actually, I'm all in now that you say it that way. Give me yeah. a, give me some more pixels on my cod piece, but for real, like um, it feels like there's just less to say. You know, like less for the. I don't mean we're back to the geek is moment, but in, in of 2010. But we're definitely not in the in the world of. I mean, I'm I'm forgetting about Diablo here. Maybe this is that year. Maybe this is the year Diablo's well, next big thing happens.
2: I don't think we'll ever hit that point. Because, I mean, yeah, it might. If you're just a World of Warcraft fan, or you're just a Diablo fan, you're going to have. BlizzCons that disappoint you. But if you were a Blizzard fan, now with games like Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone that are constantly iterated upon, I don't think there's ever gonna be a year of BlizzCon where they don't have something new to show us, something to announce.
3: Mm. Yeah, no, uh, that's because, absolutely true. It's it's I think at this point we have to forgo our fanboyism of one single game mm-hmm. and just understand it. it is BlizzCon, not WoWCon, right? Yeah. Yeah, and
2: I don't and I don't think um, you know, going the the Apple keynote route will ever that that will never make sense for BlizzCon. BlizzCon is for the fans. It's not for you know shareholders,
3: developers, and yeah, yeah.
2: yeah like it's it, it's not something you you would just immediately stop telling tickets. Why would someone pay two hundred dollars to get up there and listen to Mister Tuckton T-shirt tell you about the statistics?
3: <laughs> well, you're not- I really do think we're going towards a direction where BlizzCon is just a big esports event yeah. where people go just to see the culmination of these stories. They go to hang out with their friends who they know play the games. They go to, you know, do all the things that they want socially within this community. And they don't really care so much about the huge announcements and the massive moments. And we, you know, we just, we get, we get what we want when we go there now. And what we want is we want to socialize with other
0: Blizzard fanboys, really, you you, know, that's pretty much what it is at this point. Do you think Blizzard, though, I mean, we say it's not for shareholders, it's for fans, but isn't it? Isn't it increasingly their showcase for shareholders? I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's part of this. I don't think it's entirely for fans. It is. it is. I mean, it is for us. For sure it is. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it definitely is a community-based thing, and it feels that way. But what they're also doing is planting their flag and going, look, uh, major esports event uh, coming at you. Yo, we got a stage full of people, and we got a million dollars on the line. And all of that stuff matters to Activision Blizzard and their shareholders. Sure. So I, well, do,
3: do we know, have we ever talked on this show? And I'm, I've never even looked it up. Do you guys know like the financials of just BlizzCon itself? I, I mean, it know, seems yeah. like a money-making machine.
0: Well, you'd think its at 200, 200 bucks a ticket and. Well, just but the, the line up for look.
3: merchandise that just is never ends. Yeah. It's just yeah. a constant flow of stuff <laughs> being sold yeah. all That's day, every point. day. But you
2: also, I mean, look at the event itself. That is not a cheap event by it's anyone's definition. No,
3: absolutely not. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, it's like you're it's like you're putting on four Iron Maiden concerts simultaneously, like with the amount of lighting and scaffolding and stages.
3: I mean, I'm sure the margins are thin based on that. But
2: I also think the money coming in has to be just insane. I'm I'm sure they turn a profit, but I I, I can't I can't imagine. um, I still just by looking at the size of it and the fact that they still haven't moved it to somewhere that can accommodate more than 24000 people. Mm -hmm. I don't see it like profit as its main goal. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. But, but
3: I think that it doesn't. It's not something that they need to be them selling you the games or whatever. It in and of itself is a, another way for Blizzard Activision to be making money. You know? Oh, absolutely! Like it's another absolutely. part. It's like another division of Blizzard at this point. Um yeah. it, it's, I, I was it's just... so established and set in stone. You don't. You're not trying to sell people Diablo. People are going to buy Diablo. You're not trying to sell people anything. Like, people are going to buy the stuff now. Ch- ch- right? Chances
2: are, if you drop two hundred dollars to go to BlizzCon you probably already have Diablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're buying whatever
3: Blizzard puts out. Yeah. But no, Scott, you, you you bring up an interesting point in that there's so much that we know about now that will all be out by then, mm-hmm. and we don't know any of the stuff that's supposed to come after yet. Yeah, yeah. Feel, uh, I don't if there's any date that happens after BlizzCon that we know that we have on the calendar for some Blizzard release of some sort. Well, you know, that so old, there has to be something
0: that old leaked calendar they, that came out a long time ago. And I remember it had something about like Starcraft Valkyrie in it uh, that ended up being nothing or it was a s- expansion with a, you know, with just a code name. But it was it was an interesting list because it kind of had, I want to say, Pandaria through Warlords, maybe lots of code names and lots of dates. But now that leaked calendar, I think is essentially over and we don't Mm -hmm. have any more hints at anything. So if they've got other cards up their sleeve about a new genre that they want to take on or more mobile plans or expansions to big franchises like Diablo, we, we have no idea. And it seems like all the cards are on the table. Like everything's yeah. out uh, for the most part yeah. and it's all a known quantity and we kind of know Overwatch what everything's going to be. be out. All of it. Yeah. So it's just a weird, yeah. it's a weird, uh, I say this every year I feel like, but I feel like this is a weird year for BlizzCon, not in a bad way, just in a, it's very interesting to me to see what this looks like this year. Cause it's going to be different. Maybe it wasn't all that different from last year' cause last year. It was still, it was, we were living in a world of known quantities. We just won't have as many of those things released by the time we get there this November. And, yeah. um, Yeah, it's crazy here. Weird time. Well, but
3: we okay. So the the big stuff from last year, right, was really just just uh, Overwatch, right? (laughs) I mean, that was
0: (laughs) kind of. I think so. Yeah. Like what else? Big though. It was huge. It was great. And we've since played the beta a lot. And uh, by the way, I want to recommend people if you uh, haven't done this, take a minute, go find those original gameplay videos that Blizzard released when they were first talking about Overwatch. Watch those now compared to what you're seeing in either video captured or your actual beta time in the game now. It's weird. That is a weird experience. <laughs> it looks like everything's stiff and kind of like boring, and, and we all thought it looked super rad the first time we saw it, but they've been polishing that thing like a, you know, like a diamond, and it's looking really, really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk more about that Great. in a sec. So 4th and 5th of November in Anaheim, California. The tickets go on sale in two batches. The first batch is on Wednesday, April 20th at 7 p.m. Pacific time and Saturday, April 23rd, that following Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And they're 199 each. I think that holds with last year's price. Uh, were they less or more last year? Or are they the same? I know they weren't more. They're the same. Okay. They've been, I think they've been 199 for for
2: this is the third year in a row, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Um, no virtual ticket information yet, but that's coming soon. I suspect it'll be the usual 49. You'll get the, you know, the pet and all the stuff you always get.
2: And um, all the Direct TV logos
0: you can stomach. Yep. Taking up half the screen, covering up all the avatars. It's just like the worst, you know, think of the worst Twitch stream where someone decides their camera is the most important part and they put them, <laughs> fill out, like half the screen. Sometimes it feels like those logos are, are doing that. So anyway, there's that. All right, let's talk about a big controversy swirling around the world of Warcraft. Ironically, it's not in any official capacity, but the Nostralarius server, am I saying that right? Nostralarius. Nostralarius. I don't know how they say it. Hey, guys, have a better server name. Anyway, (laughs) it's getting shut down. This is a non-official original vanilla WoW server that kind of took on a life of its own and became the number one place to go. There are reportedly up to 100,000 people using this uh, not-sanctioned server, running vanilla software, people building characters, running the game, and so on. And um, it got shut down. So I'm going to read a little bit from the letter that they wrote to their community, which says this. Dear community, for over a year, you have been part of an extraordinary journey, a journey back in the early days of our beloved game, a journey in which hundreds of thousands of people took part in, uh, in in together, something that we had never seen before, either on retail or private servers. Together, we build a strong community, shared values and common genuine interest for the wonderful game created by Blizzard. Yesterday, we received a letter of formal notice from U.S. and French lawyers acting on behalf of Blizzard Entertainment, uh, preparing to stand trial against our hosting company, OVH, and ourselves in less than a week from now. Uh, It goes on to sort of explain some of that, but they have to shut it down is the bottom line. Um, They're being forced legally to not have this server anymore. And as of 2300 hours uh, server time on the 10th of April, 2016, the assuming the hosting company even keeps it up that long the server goes down and there's no more it caused a real big stink and i wanted to talk about whether or not this is uh, what does it mean first of all you've you've done something based on partly on nostalgia and part of it maybe on you know maybe there's a real strong belief by a bunch of players that vanilla wow was the best state of the game and that's where they want to spend their time and they don't like where wow has gone since so it's a it's a fair argument to make if that's your argument i suppose uh but it's clearly against terms of service it is absolutely not something blizzard wants it's their game they want to control it's an online game the whole point of it is to have servers they control they add to and take from and everything else is do these guys d- does the freak out have um i don't know are are these guys uh, victims here because they no. did this thing <laughs> like no. I'm, I'm having a hard time i i like i feel i feel for players who feel like they've got something that's being taken from them, but it was never yours to have, right? Like it, it wasn't theirs to take in the first place. They're just literally,
3: uh, yeah, pirating the, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I get it that it's sad for them because they had fun. They they were enjoying themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but there's not any, you know, maybe they, they can make the argument, well, we wouldn't be playing WoW anyway if we couldn't play it this way, so we're not really like taking anything away from That might be an argument you could make Mm -hmm. uh that now without the ability to play it this way they won't play it at all so it wasn't you know i'm sure that in 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 their own mind they think we're not taking money out of blizzard's pocket because we're just playing it the way we want to and we wouldn't play it anyway yeah fair enough i mean maybe that's true but it doesn't really change the fact that to me this is like if blizzard just allows this if blizzard just says yeah okay whatever you can do that that just basically tells people that they can just do whatever they want right Mm -hmm. with their blizzard stuff and
0: that seems like a weird precedent. Yeah, it just seems like it's are yeah, to not do this as a company, right? Mm-hmm.
2: In the kind of Blizzard world we live in now, where all of their multiplayer games are, you know, always online kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if we were if they, we still had the the type of world where we could all share our StarCraft disc at our LAN party one night and just play over our local area network, I would be surprised to see this news. But the fact that uh, Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard has been cracking down on this for for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, that's exactly. the
0: other thing is this one's only significant because it was such a large population, in such a, such a short amount of time. Yeah, and
2: I think yeah, I'm that, not, I'm not saying I like it. By the way, I, I think these private servers are kind of cool, and I I find it fascinating that they exist. It's definitely not something that's for me. Although I don't know, who knows? Maybe if 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 you told me, hey, Garrett, there's a, a server that hasn't gone past Lich King that has a hundred thousand people playing on it. You might look I'd Be tempted to go check it out.
0: Yeah. You might go log on, you know, all you need is your client. Right. And uh, right. their server uh, does whatever it does. Or I assume it does. I don't know. Is there like a, I don't know enough about this, but maybe there's like s- some secret client you have to download. Like that has the, I, well, actually I'm sure that's true because the code for the current game is not going to work. So they yeah. probably either have you install your vanilla disks again. And that's all you ever do. Like an unpatched, uh, you know, 1.2 or something.
3: I've never played on any of these servers, but from what I hear, there's a lot of weird stuff going on because it
0: isn't, you know, it isn't supported
3: in the same way. Mm. And it's kind of patchworked put together and um actually someone in the chat room I think just said it. I've seen screenshots, it looks laughably bad there. Yeah.
5: Well so, it, and I'm I sure mean, it's you know. but
3: you know, that people people were having fun. I get that. And I'm not I don't think these people are bad people for wanting to play vanilla WoW. I don't think any of that, but I also think that Blizzard is in their right to to shut this down,
0: this and they're is, gonna. This is if they're a corporation with interests that aren't. Um. Oh, you know, yeah, we want to support your your nostalgic play of having a, a of a server. And I know it's not as simple as that, but in Blizzard's case, it, it is for their business and the way that model works. Why wouldn't they? Why would they let this stand? Like mm-hmm. if you were them and you were that company, you'd shut you down too. So so. Yeah. Everybody wants to treat this like some kind of big anarchy moment. And, I, and I'm having a little trouble with that. And I know that's just the Internet in general, and I'm not trying to be naive to that. But um, but, guys, it's just, uh, you know, what did you expect them? I guess I, that's what I would ask is what did you expect? I think they knew this day was coming. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think the people
3: there who were playing it knew this day was coming. It sucks for them. But you can't really be surprised that your are illegal playing of this game. Without paying, and actually, you don't pay to play on these servers at all. I don't. I don't think there's. I think it's just no, there's no just, monthly anything. There's no whatever. So
2: it may take donations uh, or something to keep. Servers I'm sure up. they took donations because you yeah, have no, a thousand people, people. Those you, know, you need some serious server. servers, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm. I'm again not surprised. Blizzard's completely within their right. Uh, I you know, personally, would have liked it better if they just left him alone. Who cares? Because I'm I'm definitely in the mind like, I'm pretty sure the people who went this far out of their way mm-hmm. uh, to go play this bizarre backdoor version of the game probably weren't going to go play regular WoW anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, no. But at the same time, yeah, like, it's a precedence thing.
0: It's just a precedence thing. Here, Here's a good example. If Steve-O from Jackass, remember him? If Steve-O's mm-hmm. on a skateboard and he's flying down a road naked as fast as he can trying to avoid traffic, And one of the times he gets hit by a car, we shouldn't be surprised. So I guess that's what I'm saying. It's a fun thing. It sounds great. It looks good. It's funny on tape. But at the end of the day, you kind of knew the risks. And I think these guys had to know the risks. Like... Yeah. You're you're dealing. You're living in a, a world of uh, laws that are in place, and they have the legal right to shut you down. And I don't know why anyone's acting shocked or surprised. That's my. Well, opinion. now it also
3: sounds to me like Blizzard isn't necessarily going after them monetarily. They're saying we will if you don't shut it down. But here, if you shut it down, we all walk away. Yeah, they're you not know, being a holes about it. They're basically
0: hurt. just like a cease and desist. They're saying if you stop now, then we won't. Yeah, you know, we're not. gonna
3: And, and be- I think if you know, if we really look at, at Blizzard overall, they've been. Pretty good in my eyes about a lot of things and at this point in the gaming world it's very strange i do you guys remember when let's plays and all that kind of stuff started Mm -hmm. and there was just a big argument about whether like does does the company that made the game own this footage am i allowed to now go make money like showing me play your video game Mm -hmm. and now i get the money from that video Mm -hmm. uh and we got to a point where yes you do get the money but like how far do we go where the game is just not owned at all by the company, right? How far do we go here? It's like, oh well, you can actually make servers of my game, put it out there for people to play our game. Mm-hmm. and we get nothing from that. Like that seems like that's just like that's just a bit too far. Well, there's the some line, there's some legal
0: you know? legal precedents in the past for trying to preserve um, parts of whether it be commerce or whatever. like if, if people want to preserve old jazz records from the 20s, like yeah. wax cylinders, uh, that seems like that's in the public good to do that. It doesn't necessarily. Well, there's the a hundred year rule, right? Like, th- there's definitely that. Yeah, public domain or whatever. But, but see, that's yeah. the problem. And I and I guess what I think the internet will find a way. So I'm not that worried about this. But games are in a place where, because of online t- connectivity being standard for a lot of games, I mean, that was an uproar in 2012. Now it's just kind of standard practice. Uh, mm-hmm. So many different games do that. How will you preserve a particular year of Madden? Or how will you preserve a particular build of World of Warcraft? And then, what you know, think about how many variations that could actually be. Is someone keeping track of the alpha state? Is Blizzard doing it? Should someone else? Should we even be worried about having historical snapshots of this stuff
2: in a tangible way? Yeah, that's that's the conversation about the around this that really intrigues me, which is this kind of like digital, you know, archival movement um because i think there should mm-hmm. uh i i th- you know i think this to me blizzard should see this and be like hey there's a market for this maybe we should offer this officially through us yeah yeah uh, i mean maybe if but
3: if it's a hundred and fifty thousand people um and the, and the game still has millions right mm-hmm. it it's a drop in the bucket essentially but I, I see what you're saying and i think that there is
2: something there for sure that people like this and the people yeah, well, I mean, I, like, if you think about it going forward, I mean, I'm sure there, there's gotta be a way where there's probably not a lot of extra work for you to, to do it. I mean, it's probably it probably be a pain now to go back if they don't have stuff like that saved. But I mean, if you can have a stable version of the game that you only need to, you know, update a little bit for graphics drivers and new os's but for the most part nothing really changes mm-hmm. well they've got
3: that uh they've got that essentially that classics division now right where they're doing
2: right right you know, i mean we just warcraft saw a patch for warcraft 3, warcraft and, 3 and diablo yeah. 2 two weeks ago yeah check in years.
3: vanilla wow let's do it let's go yeah, yeah.
2: people can't be wrong <laughs>
0: You know that's a really interesting point—a point of view. Actually, in 20 years, what does Warcraft even look like? It probably looks like the most ancient thing ever. Just like you know, three uh, lost Vikings looks really ancient now, or whatever. So, so it's not—I don't think it's that crazy to think that, in theory, Blizzard could either sell that or have that as this old, ancient thing that you could run in a browser or whatever 3D holographic thing we're using then. I personally think it would be awesome. I mean, I, the, the only thing that, the only reason I'm siding, the only reason, yeah, rah,
3: get my mic out here. the only reason I'm siding with Blizzard on this is because that is, that they are correct. They are right right now in this. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that the other people are wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's not, like the other people just wanted to play WoW. They right. wanted to play it the way that they wanted to play it. Right. Yeah. That, that was the only way to do it. Right. Yeah. So they're not wrong for that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just that they're not. Right, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It's, yeah, I don't think there's what they want. A, what they want is a noble thing. What they can legally have is very different right now. Yes, and Blizz, yes. Blizzard gets to. So s- I don't make fault the call. them
3: for wanting what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and imagine if you they, know, I'm they the said, one hey, to say, "Oh, just because it's illegal or whatever, no one should have it." Because screw that. I think lots of illegal things people should have. Yeah. But. In this particular case, I understand why Blizzard went after this. So Dills, could you go deeper this. down yeah, that which, hole? What
2: illegal
0: things do you think people You know, I'll hold have? that at, at four minutes and twenty seconds. You can tell us in the show here. Four even
3: cigars. That's what I was. Talking oh, okay, about. all right. okay, but
0: uh, but no, that's a really that's a really interesting point. It's all about precedent setting, in my opinion. If Blizzard, if Blizzard said today, uh, you know what, have your vanilla servers. This is great. We think you guys are rad because they probably actually kind of do. Like internally, if you ask Blizzard guys, they're probably like, that's kind of cool. They're doing that. They probably would do it. But the precedent set yeah. from that would mean all sorts of problems. Like, uh, hey, I just bought Overwatch. I'm going to make my own custom server. I'm going to have to jank it around a little bit to make it work. But I got it working. And guess what? On that server, there's all this stuff going on that you never get in the other game. And pretty soon you're you making... You want more
2: Tracer Butt? We've got the Tracer Butt exactly. server.
0: All <laughs> the Tracer Butt you can have. I almost said eat. I won't say that. But oh, wow. I know. I, cool. I went there. I went there. I didn't mean to. Family um, show. Family show. Any <laughs> Clean tag. You, when you give us a one-star <laughs> review, because we don't talk about WoW enough, remember, clean tech. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that's a thing, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, it is
3: interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: yeah
2: I, uh, I find it really interesting as
0: well. I, uh, I
3: think this what is, if this is the beginning of Blizzard saying, well, we're just taking back Vanilla WoW? Oh, what if
0: this is the step in that? It uh, could be. It could be them saying, look, this is our you know, classic game to re-release, not yours. Okay. Do you think, though, if they did, let,
3: let's say Blizzard actually puts out Vanilla WoW. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a part of me that thinks that some of these people just wanted to kind of play this version because this was them sticking it to the man a little bit. Yeah. If Blizzard put it out, they'd be like, this isn't the vanilla WoW I wanted. I will <laughs> you bet didn't you. quite give us exactly vanilla WoW. You changed
0: the, you know, whatever. The graphics are updated. I'll bet it 75% of those 100,000 people have a little bit of that in them. A little bit to a lot. There's some range of yeah. like, yeah, I'm sticking it to the man or they changed too much or my memory of the game was better and and this is how I'm going to get back what I want, you know.
3: It's like when you're a little kid and you and you do something you're not supposed to, and you get that feeling, "Ooh, I got away with it."
2: Yep.
0: Yep. See. Yeah, I like
2: that Getting feeling. Away yeah. with it is part of But the then a hundred thousand of your friends uh, <laughs> show up to get away with it with you, and that draws yeah. just a little bit of attention. Uh, that's, that's the, the other issue. thing. That's the other thing. Keep it a little more quiet, guys. You know. That's just, that's, that's what I I look at this. I'm like. Everyone everyone here, I think, is technically right. Blizzard's 100% within their right to shut this down. I think these guys, they're totally fine. I get it. Uh, you just got too big. Yeah. <laughs> you just got yeah. too big. Yeah, I, think too big. If, uh, I think if they, we were looking at, like, 5,000 people, I don't think this would have made the news. Well,
3: chat, rooms, chat room was saying that it was 150,000 on this server, but playing Vanilla WoW across... All the services like closer to eight hundred thousand or something like that. So so more. Somebody <laughs> said that number in chat. I I don't know exactly where. But but look at it this. Mike show. at Apollo. Eight hundred thousand unique accounts.
0: Okay, so if that's the case, I don't know where you're getting those numbers, but let's say that's the case. Think about I what that means it. for WoW in general. Like this is almost a problem Blizzard wants because what it means is they're the biggest thing MMOs ever had. It's the best we ever could do, and they're still the biggest MMO despite being half by number in the last year, and they're. The fact that they have more players playing on illegal servers than EverQuest has playing total on their legal servers is kind of insane to think about. So this mm. is a, an embarrassment of numbers kind of problem for Blizzard. And I you know, I think people were just looking for something to get riled up about, to be honest, because there's just not a lot going on exactly. Well,
3: I mean, I talked about this when we had the whole conversation with Patrick. And so people tweeted at me about that, that they really enjoyed that. But the back and forth about why all these changes that we've talked about on the show that happened over years, mm-hmm. these incremental kind of changes have taken the massive multiplayer part out of world of Warcraft in a way, mm-hmm. because now you just queue and you never leave your home city and you, you go from the bank to the mailbox and back to the bank and then you click a button and, you know, and then you're in whatever thing you want to do. Now you don't ever leave your garrison. Like, you know, it's just all of the changes that they've made have been these kind of little quality of life changes. And then over time, it's not the massively multiplayer thing anymore, and that's what it's I think just, these people are seeking out, right? Is yeah, that,
2: it made the world. They they have made the world feel small, and there has been yeah. a little bit of pushback on that from Blizzard. Case in point, flying mounts. You yeah, know, we're not have, we're never gonna have the Cataclysm issue. Can they again. take away
3: the queuing? Can they ever get back to like I, you know that there was a point in World of Warcraft where if you didn't have people to play with, you had to seek out the people to play with, and now no one plays with anybody. They, you know, everybody's just an anonymous. That's just the yeah, warrior. If you're not, if you're not raiding, like if
0: you're not specifically raiding with your friends, you're you're right. What, what other part of the game is massively multiplayer other than, mm-hmm. oh, hurry up, we need to get this uh, core hound mount so everyone camp the giant dude out there? Other in the than people of-
3: yelling at you to, to get kicked from the group or whatever because you're not doing enough DPS in Raid Finder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's basically the ma- the multiplayer experience now. I think that's yeah. what a lot of people are not enjoying anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, the,
2: the way that uh the way that you had to move around the world for for everything in in uh in Vanilla and in Burning Crusade. That's why when I watch the Warcraft movie trailer, I get excited because I recognize the locations that they're at. It's like, "Oh, yeah, mm. I remember I had to you know, I had to freaking you know, take a damn Griffin through Deadwind Pass every time I wanted to go ra- raid Karazhan, and that's now burned into my mind. They feel like real places to me. But if if they were, to, you know, if they, the movies go on and on and eventually we end up on Draenor, I don't. <laughs> really, I don't have a really good sense in my mind of the layout of Draenor like I do for Outland and for Azeroth.
3: Well, they'll have to shoot Draenor similar to Batman v Superman, where basically they just go from scene to scene with no rhyme or reason why they got from one place to the next.
2: Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then one orc and another orc and talk about their mom's name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Your name,
3: your mother's name is Agra? No way. <laughs> Same with mine.
0: Let's be friends. Why did you say that name? Oh, it's Let's be friends. Garage. is the freaking worst. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about Mythic rating. Uh There's some s- bunch of stuff happened between last time we did the show and now regarding what is being referred to by Blizzard as Mythic Plus uh, Raiding or Dungeons. Uh, so here's the deal. Mythic Halls and Valor are open for testing. Uh, of Valor, rather. Uh, is open for testing on the on the PTR right now. You can as- access it by setting Dungeon Difficulty to Mythic, speaking to the venerable Nexus Lord Don John Raid Senior, <laughs> uh, then talking him up, blah, blah, blah. He'll send you to the thing. Now, here's the deal. When you go in there, uh, you'll find the dungeon is uh, a little tougher than heroic, and it's on a weekly uh, lockout. You'll drop loot, or it will drop loot once the loot is hooked up. Uh, you'll uh, pretty similar to the way Mythics and Draenor work today, nothing to get too excited about. And then they said this What's odd about this thing is this little challenger's pedestal sitting there near the start of the zone. And you go over there and you decide if you want to click that thing and fix a bunch of challengey stuff to yourself. So imagine, I'm trying to think of a good way to compare this. It's like, it's a new little layer of hard mode or or a harder mode for Mythic players who really, really want to go for the ultimate challenge. There's six layers of it. And it's things like, imagine basically debuffs. So your whole team suffers from, I don't know, some kind of plague the entire time and they have to fight through it. Um, They actually detail those here. Let's see. um,
3: It's like Diablo Greater Rift. Yes, yes, before. that's exactly it. Yeah, and that's, you're just yeah. basically, as you move up the Torment levels, instead of moving up Torment levels, you're debuffing your own
2: It's like you're, you're adding negative affixes uh,
3: mm-hmm. against yourself.
2: Yeah, it's and if you cool. succeed,
0: your Keystone will be upgraded to the next power level or by multiple steps, if you really uh, crush the timer. If you're using a fresh Keystone, i.e. the one that hasn't been used to start uh, a failed run at that power level, you'll also find a loot chest waiting for you at the end, It'll be empty, but imagine that it has a ton of loot. This is just for, te- for, for testing. It's empty. When the game launches, it'll have it in there. At power level three, you'll see your first affix modifier on the keystone. At level six, you will see a second. But apparently, it's really, really hard. Like, really hard. And those who have already been testing it are, are kind of freaking, it, uh, freaking out about it. So, for example, available at level three plus, you get tyrannical. Bosses have significantly more health and damage. Uh, another one you can affix is bolstering. Non-boss enemies will buff nearby allies' health and damage when defeated. Um, yeah, this feels like it feels like the way that that uh, those those greater rifts work. Honestly, but
3: this this is good because I mean, for people who want a challenge, here's your challenge. For people who don't care, you don't you don't have to do it. I think it's great. <laughs> I, I I like this. I want more. I I want more progression within the game in all facets. Right and. I think that's what a lot of people are talking about when they talk about right now the game has what feels like less end game than it used to. Mm-hmm. But really the end game just used to take longer, right? And I think that's that's the argument that a lot of people are missing is is that it's not necessarily that there's less end game, it's just that we get to the end of it faster now because of all the tools put in place, you know. Mm-hmm. There's less running around and all that kind of stuff. There's just more queuing up and going. Mm-hmm. So the more end, like I think at this point, Blizzard has to just add more levels and more levels and more levels to everything to really up that end game and give the the top end players
0: the feel of progression mm-hmm. past just the the normal hard stuff. It has yeah. to get really hard. Yeah, and this all sounds very punishing, and that's what a lot of people want. It's not really my bag punishing of chips. And rewarding. Yeah, it's not really my bag of cheese exactly, but I'm but I understand the people who want that, so I say go for it. All right, we're gonna talk a bit about Overwatch. Uh, Ranked play is in. They call it competitive. And I really like what we're seeing. I think it's uh, pretty great so far. Kaplan had a bunch of stuff to say about it in a developer video. He also said something in the video that um, he kept talking about the perspective of the game from a viewer, not a player. It just kept dropping a little conversation like this. And I think it's not an overt admission, but it sure does seem like they're very interested in going as esports as possible with Overwatch. And he just kept saying things like, the point of view of the watcher. It's not It's not fun to watch a match end with uh, one of those timer runs. We'd rather see a sudden death match on a control point or or whatever. So people viewing the game are going to want to watch this or that. And I kept thinking, dude, you're basically... I mean, that that is good. I think that they're basically just laying it out as plain as day that they want this to be a competitive, watchable, broadcastable esport. Sure.
2: When they, uh, When they announced it, Mm-hmm. two BlizzCounts ago, and they had a shoutcasted game with what was clearly uh, already built observer mode, there was no doubt in my mind. Yeah, especially after going through Hearthstone when that came out without one. Yeah. And then we're all sitting there for months on end screaming, where's our observer mode? Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got Overwatch uh, announced and they even, during the announcement, said, hey, it's not coming out anytime soon. Yet they already have an observer mode yeah. a brand new, you know, a brand new uh, game that they built from scratch. Mm. like well, they learned a lot from hearthstone i
3: think because mm-hmm. not giving us one at the beginning and then the one that we ended up getting is clearly kind of shoehorned in mm-hmm. because it wasn't built to yeah, include it in the first yeah, place
2: It still it could still uh, it still needs a lot sure.
3: of work like, yeah. yeah but this overwatch one i don't know if you guys have messed with it they did some improvements to it in the last patch the overwatch observer is really really nice yeah. and you get to kind of use it just as a play let's say if you join a party mm-hmm. you're not in the party yet yeah. uh, they're already in a game or something. you you just jump in and you're observing the match. Mm -hmm. And it feels really, really natural to be jumping around from player to player. And also, of course, Blizzard has to look at CSGO and understand that shooting games are a huge esport. And it just is a genre that works very well. So how are we going to make sure that we jump right in and are ready to compete? Um, Yeah,
0: for sure. I guess I was just surprised to hear everything was kind of coded in this language about viewers. And I just I don't know. In my head—it's like, oh, the developers and designers are so focused on how the thing plays that someone else will work on the, the logistics of how do we make this a broadcastable, you know, uh, casty game. And and it seems like that's that's it's baked in. Like they're all very interested in it from the get
2: go, which is good. Um, so here's the, gonna, oh, go ahead. I think we're going to see more of this as we go forward with any any you know AAA studios that are putting out games that they they think is going to be competitive because esports there it's it's a thing now. It has arrived. It is. Uh, if you are a, a PC gamer of any sort, you've probably at least seen one uh, Twitch stream in your life. So, uh, I, I think that's, you know, that's something you're going to consider because you don't want your, you don't want your sport to not be fun to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. What's the point of that? Exactly. That would suck. Um,
2: yeah, well, this, this is with,
0: what uh, all the Warcraft suffers
3: from right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, we we've entered a world where the game can't just be fun to play anymore, mm-hmm. right? The game has to be fun to watch now. Yeah, and that is just that is now the landscape of of gaming, mm-hmm. um, which had a lot to do with that. But I think it was just kind of inevitable, you know. Yeah, we were all, getting all there. the ex girlfriends of the world who sat there for hours watching their <laughs> boyfriends play GTA. were like, you know what? We got to do something about this. And I think secretly there's a secret society of ex girlfriends somewhere. Yeah. that have decided we have to make video games fun to watch They're so here we are a now.
0: bunch of extra money from it it's in some ways it's kind of some ways it kind of bugs me that there are certain especially indie titles that are clearly made so that a YouTuber will play it on their channel like they, the game design is influenced more by which one of these will PewDiePie play and not so much which one of these <laughs> will be fun because sometimes well, they don't
3: even have to finish the game, really. It just yeah. has
0: to be quirky and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I worry about that. Scream a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I worry about that a little bit because it influences design, but not in this case. I mean, we're talking. About, they also,
3: there's there's a big argument. I don't know if, did we talk about it on this show? Maybe we did, but that these kind of linear games suffer mm-hmm. because people don't even buy the game. They just watch someone do a Oh, play yeah, for we it. did talk about that. Yeah. And then they're, yeah, and they're like, cool, satisfied. Yeah. I saw the story. I know what it was was that
0: uh, the guy that did the the indie game about his son having cancer, which was a pretty interesting, compelling game. But they Mm -hmm. were they were not upset, but basically they were laying out the numbers saying when you guys play our games on YouTube or whatever and you play it to completion and you've provided perhaps one hundred thousand people with the experience, they have no no reason to go get the game. You made a bunch of money from your YouTube channel. We got nothing we we yeah. sold the game I, isn't once isn't
2: in a in a uh, maybe this is too simplistic of an analogy but isn't that a bit like an, an author being pissed off at of wikipedia
0: um it uh no, yes and no because if you're making a video game it's a it's a full-time focus right and your only way of being compensated for that game so that you can make more games is to get mm-hmm. paid for that right if your book so so, let's use your example. If you're an author and your book ends up Andy Weir's entire uh, Martian book ends up on on uh, Wikipedia, yes, that's a problem because now everyone's reading his book for free that he created, and now he can he can he can't be an author anymore. If it's uh, an author who said I don't know who had just some commentary about why he doesn't like Charlie Sheen and that ends up on Wikipedia, I don't think it's in the same category. But mm-hmm. it's it's any I just think anytime you want to. I mean, I don't know what you got, you and I and Dills and everybody, you know, that we work with, we're all involved in the business of lots and lots of free content for a comparatively small return. But we do it, A, out of passion, but B, we it's enough that we can figure it out, right? We can make it work. Um, right. If you're, if, if it was, I mean, imagine putting out something like, you know, a book where you have got a ton of costs involved, not just digital, but all the costs of printing actual physical books and everything. And if somebody could just, read it to you if that was popular to just read you a book on on YouTube well, that would suck for that author because yeah. why go read why go get his book now now you've had an audiobook version of it for free nobody paid for anything everything should be free anarchist internet but in the end of the day they got to get paid so i i guess i'm there is a beautiful
3: world out there where you know everybody does, doesn't have to get paid, mm-hmm. but that that's we're not, we're nowhere near that. Yeah, we're not so there yet. Everyone needs, everyone gotta get paid. Yeah, our utopian accident.
0: society is still it's yeah. coming, but it ain't here yet. <laughs> uh, Star Trek. It's a long you know, ways
3: off. It'll be after all of us are gone. I'm yeah, sure.
0: I mean, even Star Trek had to backpedal. They had, you know, Next Generation, nobody had to worry about money. Nobody got paid for anything. Everything's replicated. It's just all about exploring and doing good in the universe. And then they mm-hmm. turn right around with DS9 and everyone's got to worry about gold press latinum and people smuggling <laughs> shit.
3: I know, what was up with that? yeah suddenly trading yeah yeah
0: because uh, i don't know going i mean bar all the time like i i don't know it's it's maybe never a future we get is what i'm getting at we'll see i'm trying to be positive about it <laughs> we'll see
3: if, if you if you guys lived in that future would, would you join would you join the federation uh yeah so i mean, be an ensign
0: and go to you know if the federation the was academy and all that this is the problem if the federation is basically the government i guess they're not though like how? What are they? Because the government is they, like
3: they kind of are. They like the UN or something. But if the UN was something everyone actually connected with, I don't know. You just it's have weird. to
0: trust it, and that's all. And that's the tricky part because no one trusts politicians. Nobody trusts trusts.
2: It's it's like the government. If it, they, it, it's hard to consider in the, the day age that we are government. currently living in. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's hard right with our incredibly government. cynical nope. view of the government right. to uh, <laughs> to consider that. Personally, I would just be sitting there really angry that we ended up in Star Trek future instead of Star Wars future. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, that's just a different story because Star Wars future is more like swashbuckling and uh you know smuggling and all that it's just a very different version yeah
0: you need credits to live in that
2: world man. yeah it, see it, i watch i watch star the f- trek maybe. and and to me star trek just seems like propaganda made by the villains in the firefly universe <laughs> yeah. it's like no see our giant unified corporation is uh we're doing good <laughs> in the universe but i'm yeah. sure there's just some well, dude flying possible. around. in a- yeah, there's, there's there's some Nathan Fillion out there that they're just not focusing on uh-huh. who's actually oppressed by all of them. Well, there's definitely pirates, yeah. But the,
3: it's always funny when they show the just like the people, uh, you know. So like they'll show like someone's parents or something just live a peaceful life mm-hmm. where they wear nothing but. Like weird cloaks all the time and <laughs> moccasins or whatever, and they and then they come out of their house just to get blown up or something in some terrible <laughs> tragedy. Yeah, and that's their life. Is I guess they're you know
0: yeah. They're just making a lot of Earl Grey
3: hot. There's and, some there's and, some
0: nice ideals in Star Trek, but if you really start yeah. breaking it down, you're like, oh yeah, there's some there's some missing pieces here in this here puzzle. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. What's really going on here? Yeah, it seems it seems a, a bit like uh,
0: basic human nature gets kind of glazed over a bit. Well, as, as Boba Fett said he's no good to me dead. Uh
2: yeah. let's
0: see. Let's move on to Oh, so here are the requirements for you to play in uh, competitive in Overwatch. You need to be level 25. Kaplan says oh. that's uh seems like a nice number. There there you know, nothing's final because they're still in beta, but it does. feels good to me. Um It I doesn't like, take that long to get to 25 if you're really playing. Yeah, you know? and yeah. And, it, and it's enough time to be good enough, I think at 25 to to start entering the fray. You've yeah, seen all so the
2: heroes, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's just so you've put in enough time to have a, a decent grasp on the game as a whole, so you're not you're not jumping into your first competitive game being like, "Oh, uh, what's a payload map, guys? Can yeah. someone explain yeah. this to me?" That's the worst.
0: Nobody wants to yeah. be doing that. No, yeah. you don't. And trust be, me, you'll you will be having want- so much fun getting to 25. You won't care. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll handle groups of any number. So, you want a solo queue? Great. You want to do two, three, four, five, or even six? No problem. They they feel confident enough in both their numbers and their matching system that they'll be fine with whatever those groups are. So, I hope that that holds. Uh, given the struggles they've had with that in Hero League in Heroes. Um, attack and defend maps mean you have to stay for the full rotation, so you can't just leave after an attack or you will uh, dock yourself. You need to hang in there and play both attack and defend. The way it works is if the attack... So on a map where it's, um, you know, move the payload, for example, if you're moving the payload and you win on the attack but lose on the defend, the tiebreak happens when you um you end up on one of the uh, control points and it will be random and they do a sudden death overtime on a control point. Now I don't know, he wasn't real clear about this. I don't know if that means you're just put on the spot and it's like overtime with a little fuse uh like when you're contesting a point in the game normally at the end of a match or if he means you're going to play a full control point match as the sudden death. That was a little bit nebulous in his video, so I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um gotcha. Anyway, seems cool. Um, And then uh, what else? Uh, Oh, uh, three out of five on control maps. So for that competitive mode, that's how you'll play that. You'll need to win uh, at least three out of five. In those, progression, they have five tiers of progression, five divisions per tier. You start as Division One Challenger and work your way up. They have the top one known as Heroic. And the way Heroic works is more of a rank system. So once you hit Heroic... You then get to be heroic rank, rank one, two, three, four, and and on. Um,
2: gotcha. It seems really grindy, guys.
0: Yeah, a little bit, a little
2: bit. Yeah. it seems. Um, it seems less. I don't know. It seems a little more in line with like the old school StarCraft one, because when StarCraft first launched, we had bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond. That was five yeah, they,
3: they also said that it's monthly, uh, monthly, monthly seasons. seasons. At least is what they're going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's monthly seasons, somebody broke down the numbers on this. You'd have to have win 40 times to get out of Challenger. So if that's how it works, and you can't lose ranks there. But when you get up to the point where you can lose ranks, how many games are you actually going to have to win to get to like the top level? It's going to be
0: well, let's quite it's, insane. Let's say it's 10-minute uh, games on average. I know that's not exactly right, but let's say it's 10-minute games on average. You've got to play 40 of those. That's 400 minutes. Let's divide that by 60. But it's actually
3: closer to 20 minutes or something because you're going to play... Two maps,
0: right? Like you attack and defend or whatever. Oh, you play good the same point. map twice. Good right? point. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot more then. But you're talking so about maybe up to I don't like know. Like twelve hours, great. that's like twelve hours of gameplay.
3: But if if what they're going for is only the people who play the game all the time get to the top, similar to say Hearthstone, then this will work. This will do that. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the people are going to feel a little bit like there's no real point in playing competitive and they'll just kinda of play for fun and whatever. So I, I don't know if this is going to be what the version ends up looking like that we get in live play. I that feel sounds, like there's going to be some alterations to this.
2: That sounds extreme. I didn't I didn't see those statistics you're, you're mentioning. 40 games just to get out of the first tier seems awful. And if this doesn't take into account any type of MMR and every month you are just reset to the bottom of the barrel like Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's also, it's, it's no, not even
3: 40 you. games, it's 40 wins. So if you have around a, a round of 50% win rate, that's 80 games. <laughs> 80 games.
2: <Yeah. laughs> to so, get like, out of the first tier.
0: That's like 24 hours of gameplay.
2: <laughs> that's insane.
0: That <laughs> is a, an unrealistic expectation of your player base. It kind of is. Also, now, it isn't for me if you say that seasons are longer, but when you tell me they're a month, then it seems insane. Like, if you right. told me seasons were every quarter, I could go, oh, okay, well, that's four quarters a year. I, I kind of get that, and if you're dedicated, you could I could see that being accomplishable, but every month, doing that I don't know if I can do that. I know I can't I, do I
3: would like to see. I would like to see something where the top players are clearly the top players and they get to go play against each other and it's very separated out, but I hope that we don't end up with this Hearthstone. Everyone resets. Now I'm playing against, you know, Siegel or whatever and like all these top guys. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I would like to, you know, get to a point where everyone kind of separates up, you know, and then we stay separated until I either jump leagues or they drop leagues or whatever it, it might be, but... The way it's looking right now, it's more of like the stars in Hearthstone, and I'm not sure that really meant that gels well with this type of game.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, the StarCraft II ladder system has its issues, but sure. I really, I don't know. I just keep coming back to that because, you know, if you ended up in gold, you you, you trusted the system. You believed that that's yeah, where you belonged because the pro players were in Grandmaster. There was mm-hmm. no question that like that part of the system did not fail. It took into account the like how good you are and that's where you ended up. So every season you didn't have to just grind games, grind games, grind games to get that little graphic over your name that makes you show your friends that you're not complete trash at this game. Mm-hmm. Um And I, and I, there's, there's something about that that I like. I mean, obviously it play it, 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 it helps my play style where I don't, Get yeah. to play just one game. I have no, no interest in playing just one game. Mm-hmm.
3: The, the game quality is better, I think, when you're just, you start the season playing against people of your skill level. Um, there's the, not this period of time. Because right now, you know, think about what Hearthstone kind of forces people to do. I think a lot of people just take off the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. They wait for all the good players to get out of their lower ranks because they know that they will, and then they start to actually play. And you don't want to be encouraging your player base to not play your game. I think that's that your your ranking system is doing a negative thing if that's the case. If, so if I really hope yeah. that they do something similar to Starcraft here in
0: that tiered level. Yeah, mm-hmm. you also can't when you're challenger level, the lowest one, you can't drop uh, any lower. You don't lose points. It's a it's a bit like um, it, well, it's like Hearthstone when you're rank whatever it is twenty five and you don't want to, you know, you're not going to drop until you get into the numbers where you start dropping, and that happens at the next level. So you can drop back down to challenger from the next level up, but you can't ever. Drop while you're in yeah. Challenger, uh, any of those points or any of those sub tiers. When you get up to um, the highest ranks, though, all bets are off. You know, you start losing, you start losing. I don't know. Maybe they want to just really segregate the hardcores from the not because there is very compelling play happening in quick matches. Like I don't want people to walk away or or think that quick match in this game is is like most quick quick matches um if they're if it if it holds that they're going to have good matchmaking and however their mmr behind the scenes stuff works i don't know but that's a very compelling competitive game experience in its own right and the results or the rewards are also really strong um they're not as the rewards for example are not as strong and competitive you made a point of saying i cannot emphasize enough that we think the rewards of this competitive mode are the competitive mode in that we're providing a thing for you to compete this, this hard with, with those who are of your, you know, of your similar skill that it's a reward unto itself. Whereas most of the rewards, uh, you know, skins and, and credits to buy more skins and all the stuff you're going to get cosmetically. Most of that stuff is going to stay and remain in quick match. So, so I feel like maybe they're just trying to create a real divider here and just say, Hey, hardcores, yeah. this is for you. Uh, hey, everybody else, here's this. Well, then
3: I need to, we still need to see what the, what the actual reset, if it is monthly seasons, really looks like. Because if it's a full reset, that's not doing that at all. Mm-hmm. It's not dividing the player base. It's, everyone comes back, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm totally fine with the fact that you level up to get skins and stuff like that. That's fine. You could separate those two things. In competitive play, I can see the ranking just being the reward. But I really think if they're going to do one-month seasons, we need to have uh, you, you come back only a certain amount some sort of divisions that the, the good players just never end up playing, uh, the really bad players, the, uh, or, the, or even average players. But the one thing, too, is people complain about the matchmaking now, and we can't really judge that at all until there's more players playing the game, too. Right. So everything is just kind of still up in the air. All we can really do is just guess what yeah. it's going to look like.
0: Well, you may have been wondering what the hell happened with Soldier 76 and guessing what that might have been. Turns out there was a funky bug with his new skins and they pulled him out of the game and that was weird. So I was playing Mm -hmm. the other night and I was like, this is not, I don't feel right not having him in the roster. And it's it's not even like I was going to play with him that night, but not hearing a guy yelling, I've got you in my sights every, you know, minute and a half was really disheartening. So Glad he's. It back. also made
3: Farrah really strong. Yeah. Um, there was nobody who could shoot Farrah out of the sky with
0: reliability. So yeah, he was everywhere. I did what I could with my hook, but it's not enough in the end. And Soldier yeah. seventy six was missed. We're we're all soldiers now because he wasn't there.
4: <laughs>
2: um. Anyway, I like his new skin though. Uh, oh, it so made good. Me wish some of the skins had uh, different voice packages because I, I want to slap on the commando one and I want him firing off Arnold one liners, man.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I want, all- him to,
2: I want him. To, you know, he's dead tired. He's all,
0: <laughs> he's all camoed up and looking like a badass. Um, all the recent skins look really great. I'm really pleased with the junk rat stuff. Um, the last two have been really, really cool. The game just continues to look amazing and despite a few bugs here and there, it's uh solid as ever, but I guess that, so I guess the bug for those who are wondering why he wasn't in the game, I guess it made him invisible in certain
2: cases.
3: Yeah. And there were, there That's were essentially what was happening. His legendary skin made him in- invisible and, uh,
2: well, the the that's really it's just camouflage doing what it should be doing. Oh, is that sure? It? Okay, the camouflage is working.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to see him sidelined. I'm glad he's back though. Do you, do you think we're ever going to get a, a really stealth hero in uh, Overwatch? No, let's talk about I think that.
3: Stealth makes sense in a first person shooter. Let's
0: talk about that because I think the stealth is no fun in first person shooters. I think it's annoying and not fun. It's already annoying enough to have the backline attackers that we have in the game, but I, but I think they're smarter designs than just going pure stealth. I think Tracer. Uh, to a big degree, uh, Reaper and Genji, they do what you want a stealth player to do without being so freaking annoying and being invisible. Yeah. I don't Agreed. think we need it or want it. Yeah.
2: Well said. Everything Scott said, plus one.
0: Wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. you argue that the the design of these characters, I feel like that's a design philosophy there. I know what he said as much, but I just get the feeling that, sure, this has been on the table. I'm 100% sure they have talked about what is stealth like in this game. And I'll bet they just kept coming back That Can we be a little more creative than that? Can we come up with other ways to get in the back line and to surprise people from the rear? And Reaper's just like the uh, revelation in terms of that kind of gameplay. He um, has so-
3: invulnerability for a short period of time, which mm-hmm. gets him wherever he wants to go. Yeah, well, that- I, I, I agree. I think there's other ways to do what stealth essentially does in a lot of games, mm-hmm. which is just allow you to get to places on the map that you wouldn't be able to get to normally, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is when you can just jump... When you can just appear behind someone in a first person shooter, there is like no response. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you have to be a very weak character in all of respects if you had the stealth ability. And maybe one day we see something along those lines where someone is just really, really squishy, doesn't have a lot of you know, they can't really move around too quickly. And they can pop up and they can maybe gank somebody, but they're going to go down. And I, I just hope we don't see that because I, I agree with you guys. I think. It doesn't work as
0: well in this genre of game. Oh, I'm looking for shimmers and just, uh, I just hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I, they I'm die. not that. I will. I won't say that the spy isn't done pretty well in TF2, given that he's a he can employ stealth and the way they handle it is okay. But he's still the most annoying thing in that game, and I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't want to play that guy. Actually, the way yeah. they, do they wait. No, he doesn't go full stealth, does he? Are there times when he goes full stealth? Yeah, there is. He can go full stealth, but he also does the thing where he impersonates somebody else. That yes. kind of thing is kind of cool. I wouldn't mind an impersonation mechanic in the game, but I sure. don't. Want, I just don't want invisible people. It already sucks in Heroes. Let's not do it here. <laughs> yeah. So um, wait, Team Fortress yeah. had an invisible guy, right? uh yeah. yeah that's what we we're just talking yeah, about yeah the spy cause... oh sorry i wasn't paying attention. no 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 you're oh, fine i think the no. spy i think the spy did invisibility I, I didn't play a lot of tf2 so i don't know i think but he did a little bit of both he was like an impersonator and invisibility but now it's been so long i don't remember i just
3: remember him from the uh from the little uh, mobile game where they had the tf2 team you oh what was that, that game dude heroes academy
0: kind of in the mood for that
3: hero academy yeah so they had the TF2 team, and it had the little guy would get behind you and backstab you and stuff. Yeah. I don't
4: fun.
2: believe you can go stealth. I think it's just the disguise mechanic. Was that it? Oh. Okay, maybe I remember yeah. it wrong. But man, chat rooms questioning, and I just pulled up the wiki because it's been a while since I played TF2 as well.
0: Yeah, I couldn't remember, but I'll tell you what, Hero Academy. Oh man, <laughs> that was
2: so much fun. I, you know, you can download
3: that game on Steam and play it, uh, like on your computer. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, here it is. It yeah. doesn't
3: quite. Translate as well though, because the the best thing about Hero Academy was that you would make a bunch of moves and then put it put your phone back in your pocket. Yep. And then when next time you were kind of sitting around You'd pull it back out, and you'd have all these moves to make, you know.
0: It's like they have an. Enough- I,
3: I there was a time where I had like sixty games going at at any given moment. Oh, I remember and those geez. days. So
0: much fun, yeah. dude! It was such a great I game. I played the hell out of that game. Yeah. Last uh, update was December 6, twenty fourteen. So I don't know how much. Uh, I called
3: it. I called it Nerds with Friends because
0: he had Words with Friends, and this was this was Nerds with Friends. <sighs> I do love that game. All right. Anyway, I may have to play that again. Yeah, um, and, uh, now I really want to play it. Too. Yeah, I'm in the mood. Uh quick note that next week, uh specifically Tuesday, and I think I'll probably release it the same day. I'm going to sit down and have an interview about Overwatch with one of the devs on the team. Michael Chu is his name, and we will be talking uh probably 20, 30 minutes or so uh Tuesday morning sometime. I'll put it out on the feed. So if you're interested in more and want to hear some of the perspective of the team themselves, check back in Tuesday for that. Let's do this right here. Sweet. What's this right here? Whoop. It's
1: the Town Crier. <laughs>
0: all right, Town Crier means one thing, one thing only. Well, two things, emails and calls. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 801 471 or email us theinstance at gmail.com. Let's start with calls. This one's about mages.
1: Hi, guys, this is uh, Butch, and I'm calling for the instance. They um, we were talking about on the, the last episode about the, the mage that's throwing around all the blue magic and... Uh, I know somebody in the in the live stream had mentioned that it could be Cadgar and uh you know Patrick was, was saying, Well, it's probably a new character, it's outrage, you know, joking around, but at the same time there are a lot of uh, of mages in the lore that, that it possibly could be. It could be Antonitus, um, you know, Jaina's uh master. Um I I I was even possibly throwing around maybe like a young Ronin. Um I don't know if exactly the timeline would fit, but then again, you know, it is a movie. So um, you know, there, there's a, a number of possibilities that could be that, that there are famous mages that are there. I don't know. I just wanted to see your guys' thoughts and see you know toss around who that that mage possibly could be because it would. I feel personally that it'd be interesting to possibly see uh, Antonitus or or maybe Ronan in in a movie capacity. Uh, thanks guys. Thank you for the show.
0: And I, th- I think those names he's looking for all fit within that time frame. Was was Antonitus alive during this time? Um oh. I
2: believe so. Was he? Yeah. Cause he's, Cause is pretty he's supposed to be the Warcraft. Yeah, right? plus he's ancient. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's really old when he's uh when he's training Jaina. Yeah. He um, he
3: dies during that during that game, doesn't he? Uh which you know when he dies? Which one? In War- Warcraft
0: 3? Oh,
2: in Warcraft no, 3? Dies. Yeah,
0: he dies in Warcraft 3. That is
3: correct. I mean,
2: it, it's hard to tell if he's Antonitis because he's casting all these spells and I don't see him getting free fireballs.
0: <laughs> but Antonitis
3: also has the, the, the long mustache thing, right? So does that guy have that? No. I think well, he he's young.
0: He's, he, looks like he's, he seriously oh. looks like he's about 18 in this. I thought we knew that it was Cadgar. I don't think we know. Do we know? We don't know. Okay. If there's, if well, chat room will correct us, but I don't think we know yet. you be wrong. And my problem, or the reason we brought it up in the first place, is I just don't like that he looks like some kind of 20 something millennial hipster man. <laughs>
3: and then he does. Yeah, doesn't... he looks
2: pretty young. I don't know about Antonitis. Antonitis yeah, is yeah, like old yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Mouse divided, reminded me. Yeah. Antonitis is extremely old, uh, yeah. like over 300. So he's just perpetually the old gray wizard. Yeah, he's seen he, him represented in Warcraft. He's so. magically old, right? Like, that's We've how never they, seen young Antonitis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't to say that they might decide who cares. We want a sexy Antonitis for uh, Warcraft, but it could be.
0: Uh, listen, Yoda was always a shriveled up booger, so it, it doesn't matter how old he was. It didn't matter. Like, oh, here he is in the prequels 30 years earlier. Still looks like a shriveled up booger. So.
2: Uh, well, he, he looked like he, I don't know, that episode one puppet looked like it was on meth.
0: <laughs> it did, dude. Something it does wrong not with that episode hold up. It is bad. So bad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, we got. Meet- that was the
2: one time in the prequels where I was like, yeah, yeah, CG. Let's switch it to CG. It looks so much better now. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. I'm going to play or I'm going to read an email. This came to us from Meatball Sub here uh, there on the Eldrathalis realm. He says, "Longtime listener of the show. In fact, I make it a point to listen even when I'm not subscribed to WoW. Especially now that you cover multiple Blizzard titles. Hey, uh, Meatball sub. How about a five-star review on iTunes? That'd be uh, great.
2: <laughs> you guys have a lot. He may have left one. Yeah, that's true. I've recently... <laughs> yeah,
0: we we do have a lot. Um, I've recently gotten back into WoW after taking a long break around that time Hellfire Cit- Citadel came out. Oh, I haven't even told you guys what I'm doing in WoW right now. I'll tell you in a second. Anyway, like many, I have had an on and off relationship with WoW over the past few years. Legion has me excited once again. With all of the negativity surrounding the current content, I thought I'd ask what you guys are interested in most in Legion. For me, it's the Survival Hunter revamp. My first max level character in Vanilla was a hunter, though I stopped playing the class entirely once BC arrived. The new changes coming have me stoked to max out a hunter again. It reminds me of the old times when a raptor strike with a slow two-hander could uh, one-shot Clothiers in PvP. Uh, I really look forward to seeing Legion's rendition live. Thanks for all your hard work. Um, I am most looking forward to the class revamps as well. Maybe in second place would be this, uh, the legendary weapon stuff or the, uh, artifact weapon stuff is really, yeah, interesting. the artifact weapons. You know. Yeah. But, but it, I'm just really excited know.
3: for PVP. Honestly. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to rating. I don't know if that's in my future anymore. I, I definitely will do the the content, but I don't know if I'm going to be
0: a, twice-a-week
3: guy ever again. You know what I mean? Don't you feel like, just, don't you don't feel like the that's...
0: formula has to change a bit before? Because I'm in the same boat. Sure. I don't know either. I, I need the formula to be changed up because right now it's just you need to know the mechanics. You all move at the same place. You all know when to do the thing you got to do, and then you hopefully kill the guy. Uh-oh, it's a DPS race. We don't have enough gear. Let's try again next week. Like, it's kind of rinse and repeat right now, and if they change up the formula, I'm I'm more interested in that, and, I, and right now it doesn't seem yeah. like that's... Well, at know. this
3: point, the only real... Uh, draw to to raiding for me is just hanging out with all the people and the jokes and the fun and the furt raid silliness yeah, that goes on. It's great. And I definitely do miss that for sure. Um, I just don't know if that's enough of a draw for me right now to be carving time out when it's really difficult to do so. Yeah. So, you know, if it wasn't like the 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 reason why I think PvP works for me so well is that I can get like one or two guys, we can go into arena just on a whim. Oh, let's, you know, let's just play some arena right now, or I can just solo key for battlegrounds and have a really good time. And that kind of stuff still has that big draw for me. Mm-hmm. And just the changes that they're making seem really exciting. The progression that you'll have, the way things kind of work and operate in, uh, in Legion just really intrigues me. So I think that's going to be the thing I'm most
0: excited about, yeah. most interested in. What do you think, Garrett? What are you, what are you looking forward to?
2: I am the most excited. Uh, I, I, I like, I like my, my wild lore, and I'm a big elf nerd, so I'm really looking forward to visiting all of these locations from elven lore. Mm. Yeah, uh, the the the, uh, the art and the aesthetic of everything I'm seeing in Legion just has me geeking out because I uh, love the style. I'm uh, I'm that, and, I'm that way I, too. I'm so I'm so done with the brown and the dirt and mm-hmm. the orc mm-hmm. of uh, Draenor. <laughs> I want. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to go see a world that is inhabited by uh, by beings that like have an appreciation for art <laughs> like they don't they don't build stuff just because they need to live in it so they slap some bolts on it and cover it and hide mm-hmm. like this is an advanced civilization I, I love that kind of stuff in fantasy
0: yeah i agree looking forward to it meatball sub yeah uh, too the
2: storyline too of
3: all the all the scenarios and stuff that's really exciting as well i think yeah. that's going to scratch yeah. the itch of like this the rating what it does for the lore for me mm-hmm. is just all of these storylines we're going to get mm-hmm. in smaller chunks
0: you know yeah and for the first time in a long time i'm I want to go and do it with lots of characters, not
2: just my main. you know I want to see do what they all are gonna do. I think the last time I was on here I talked about how in the beta, or in the alpha I played through the uh the quest for the Death Knight to go get their uh freaking artifact and dude, it's, as a Warcraft three nerd, I was geeking so hard. It's pretty good. it's pretty good I, a lot you know, of we'll, uh, lot of fan service in this yeah. uh, in this yeah. Redoing
3: all the all the classes like this though is going to get a lot of people to do that to go back and play through classes again
2: yeah
3: that that will be fun for me for sure i the the leveling experience is still as satisfying as it ever was i you know even though at this point it it feels stale like i went back and did you know i don't know if you guys all did the one through 20 to get your uh your hearthstone hero mm-hmm. your paladin no,
0: i'm actually doing that now funny enough yeah yeah so
3: just i started i got to 15 was so fun.
2: i haven't i haven't knocked out of the last you five, haven't five finished couples. it
4: uh, oh it's gotta tear I'm through so it. I'm so
2: bored. I don't I don't but then
3: need you to can do wasn't, but dude see you gotta go back again. and do it with someone. Yeah, I had a blast doing it. Are, like, are you sure like, you don't you, know? you
0: don't wanna hear uh, that new lady paladin say my hammer is something and she's only got a sword? <laughs> you don't want that? Well,
2: first of all, I do really want that <laughs> hero because Uther is boring and I love <laughs> elves. But um, she's all shiny, you know?
0: Yeah,
3: man. Like there's a little when you when you summon your dudes, it like was, they shoot I out with lasers.
2: Awesome. I don't think there was ever a point in World of Warcraft where I was excited, as excited as I was, when Burning Crusade was announced and Blood Elves and Blood Knights were announced. Like, I was just like, I was just, you know, lore nerd in me. I'm like, yeah, I get to be an evil paladin elf on the Horde side. Sign me up. So the fact that I can now get a Blood Knight, uh, the leader Mm -hmm. of the Blood Knights, as my hero in Hearthstone, I need to do it. I'm just... I've leveled enough and WoW. It is an experience I have zero interest in revisiting. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's 10 years, man. We've been doing this for a yeah. while.
0: Uh, sure. 11 I, years. Yeah. Right? But you know, some, surprisingly, yeah,
3: surprisingly I enjoyed it just as if like, I don't, I'd never done it before the yeah. other day. When I'm we not, did it, we, we did one, it was about four hours I think we spent doing it and we didn't you know, I had some, uh, some heirloom gear on but we didn't really skip anything. Mm-hmm. Once we got to 15, we just started queuing up and yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. Actually would have been much faster, but we queued up for a few battlegrounds and got just rolled by Twinks for a while, oh, which really? was, that was a mistake. Don't do that. <laughs> Anybody out there.
0: Yeah. I'm doing an undead because I haven't seen that place since Capitalism, and I wanted to kind of relive some of those changes and I, I still oh, think well, then you've probably had a wonderful experience because that's fantastic It's really there. good questing too. Like the questing's some of the best in that revamp and I yeah. hadn't done any of it. So, you know, going to Brill after the big change and that whole area is just different and...
2: Well, yeah the uh, the barons barons still sucks just yeah. so you know barons barons <laughs> uh, are the yeah. worst they're the worst don't roll an orc or tauren It's still really it's don't still go good. to duratar yeah it's really boring not a good
0: time uh paul keener wrote in final email says do you have to get everything for a second account for my son i.e full game all of the expansions authenticator etc uh well paul yes but keep in mind that the game itself is now what like 39 bucks for and you get everything previous like it's just yeah, all I th- of it. I th-
2: Yeah, I thought you could buy just Legion or uh, just um, Warlords, and it just gives you everything.
0: Yeah, and then that doesn't include Legion, Fine of course. But I think you—that's the current deal. So it's actually not a big deal that way. You'll get the entirety of the game. Yeah, um, no, it's—it's
2: it's not like you have to buy six different expansions. You, yeah,
0: you just buy—you just buy Warlords, and you're you're good to go. Yeah, there's your game. That's World of Warcraft, baby. Just play the damn thing. Uh, thanks for your emails. Thanks for your thoughts, and uh, thanks for your phone calls. Eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. The instance at gmail dot com is, of course, the email address you can send your attachments there as well. Before we kick out of here, let's uh, let's go around the table. Let's start with our, our guest Garrett, who's uh, you know none of us are strangers to each other. But in case you're listening and don't know where to find Garrett's fine works, uh, where should they go? Yeah, who is this dude?
2: <laughs> this is I don't
0: recognize guys. him with <laughs> his hair over his forehead. I know it's He's weird, freaking <laughs> me out, freaking me out too. <laughs> Where's yeah, it- I'm
2: feeling a little emo today. I'm going to put on some My Chemical Romance after we're done with this show. Great. Um, uh, everything I can do can be found over at amove.tv. Uh, the Angry Chicken, if you'd like Hearthstone, Into the Nexus, if you like Heroes. Again, we just had Dills and Scott on last night to celebrate our 100th episode on Into the Nexus. So go check that out. Yep. Uh, but the big thing I want to promote right now is CreateCon.com. I'm um, putting on a small convention in Orlando this July. Go to createconvention.net for more information. We're having a live anger Chicken, a live end of the Nexus. Uh, Tom Merritt and Jane Justice Center are coming, so we're doing a live Star Wars podcast. Uh, Brian Brushwood and Justin Robert Young are coming, so we're having a live night attack. It's going to be a really good time. That's the first time I'm putting on one of these things. So uh, check it out. Come on out to Orlando and maybe hit up a park or two afterwards. There it is. America's wiener
0: just waiting for you. And I mean <laughs> Florida, not you. I meant Florida.
2: I, I am actually, my, my official title is America's Wiener. <laughs> mm. Well, good, because
0: I've been calling you that for a long time. It's nice to know I can do it in the open now. <laughs> uh, Dills, it's, what's uh, uh, what, what's going on with you, sir? Uh, a couple couple things. The YouTube
3: channel is live, so you can go check that out. It's youtube.com slash SF, twitchtv slash sf, and um, the personal Patreon is all up and running. So ba- basically all the stuff that I've been promising people that I was going to get to. Mm-hmm. I finally got to it. So here you go. Nice. Yeah,
0: it's happening. I like yeah. it. Go check it out. Uh Patreon.com
3: slash Willy Dills, is that right? YouTube.com slash Willy Dills SF. So we're we're still keeping the SF in there just to make me feel like I'm still a San Franciscan somehow.
0: <laughs> somehow. In some way.
3: <laughs> but uh, we're yeah, we're we're living in Texas, so it's basically just a, a guy who doesn't know what the hell to do in Austin, figuring it out live on YouTube. Nice. Uh I and I know I understand right now the quality is not that great because you know, I'm new to the whole thing. I'm using my friggin' iPhone at this point. We'll get better equipment at some point, but uh, yeah. for now, bear with me, people.
0: Yeah, stick stick with it. Bear with it. Check it out. Uh, for us, man, there's a million things going on. Um, and make sure you check out all of our our, our heroes podcast. You talk about into the, the nexus, but check out Stormcast with Dills and and those mm-hmm. folks over there. It's fantastic. If you haven't heard of my other show about heroes as well, but well, apparently we all like heroes. So I have a show called Core that I do every week as well. Uh, fill up your iPods and your phones and your whatevers with uh, with more Heroes goodness by getting one of those shows. You can I actually
3: them. talked to a few people who say they listen to all of the shows. And I was like, "Wow, oh, you yeah. are!" I think there's a you bunch. are a, a
0: true hero of the storm. Yeah, I think, think there's a lot of, lot of crossover. I think so yeah. too, and it's uh, a really great extended community for that game. I feel like we're helping build that in a way, and it's it's super nice. So uh, go check out all those shows if you get a second. Uh, that's going to do it. TheInstance.net is the web page. Uh, go there. All the links to everything are there. Leave us reviews on wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully ones you like us. And if you don't, well, that's okay, too. We'll take whatever you got. TheInstance.net is that site. Uh, once again, at Instant Show on Twitter, at Scott Johnson, at Willie Dills, at Garrett Art. Uh, and for Terpster and Patrick at not Patrick at the underscore T. Find more great shows just like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Dills, and for our guest Garrett. We'll see you next time. Bye.
5: Paladin pose provokes piles of pushback. It's the Overly Dramatic News, I'm Hunts the, Wind. the pre-Legion lull may still be in full force on Azeroth, but unfortunately some people will still look for any excuse to get riled up over the smallest controversy. Such was the case this week at the Gurabashi Arena in Stranglethorn Vale. It's been traditional there for the victors of battle to stand upon the dais and salute the spectators, facing the crowd with both arms raised to the sky. But traditions, no matter how old, cannot last forever. Three days ago, for the first time, a female Torin paladin claimed victory over a slew of opponents. This paladin, who goes by the name Sketcher, climbed atop the podium, but instead of the traditional victory pose, turned her back to the audience, looked coyly over her shoulder, and used her tail to mischievously wave at them. Many of those in attendance chuckled, and some found it impressive that she was able to change the mood of the arena so quickly after the carnage they had just witnessed. But others were horrified, and accused her of playing to stereotypes, saying her saucy pose diminished the impact of the victory she had just worked so hard to achieve. The story has since then gone quite viral, with people taking sides from all races, continents, and even worlds. Reached for comment earlier today, Sketcher was unrepentant, saying, quote, "'Look, love, I'm a female Torin. That standard full-frontal victory pose?' For me, it would have been utterly inappropriate. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at overlydramaticnews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.
4: Greetings, gamers. This is Mewcow, a resident expert on a common gamer condition called Altitus. Grinding levels on another alt? Why not tackle the Gorgon trophies of glory? In a previous segment, I explained how Gorgon was a great zone to grind when you were on the road to level 100. In particular, though, a meaty chunk of experience comes in the form of trophy collecting, specifically from larger game. There are eight targets in total, all a fair harder challenge than your typical questing monster, but worth the effort. You will find them making a sort of circle around high paths on the map, and each one drops a quest starter that you'll want to hold onto. First, there are the plat based monsters, Violante and Fungal Praetorian. After these, you'll want to keep an eye out for Charl Doomwing and Roard in the Sky Terror, two flying Rhylax. Craterlord Igneous, Erosian the Violent, and Desicus of the Deadpools are more elemental-based monsters and have hard hits to prove it. Finally, Kargax Devourer will finish the roundup. Once complete, head to your garrison outpost in Gorgrent. Here, you can finally activate all eight quests and turn them in all at once. This allows you to first pop an experience potion and the more potent elixir, and get an easy level experience in the process. Bring a friend to tackle these critters, and you'll be done before the mini-mosses know what hit them. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss the topic further, find us on Twitter at altitisnet, and show notes can be found on altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your altitis. Oh, Luger the Mage here! And I'm Ben the Mage! Now please, please, I'm begging you, don't do it again. Ben, you got in your down? well okay we have a team building with the word howling
3: so I was hoping you wouldn't pick
5: pick what your brain pick
3: come on do I have to say it
2: you're gonna have to say it then because I mean there are so many things
4: moon
0: moon
4: while Eludra
0: is singing moon moon again make sure to check out episode 83 of battle
3: pets Rife with secret technical moon, 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 difficulties, moon, moon, where we talk boss battles, read
0: emails, moon, 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 moon. and revisit moon moon. Moon,
3: moon, 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 moon moon. Are you done?
4: Yes, Ben, because in honor of this week's show, I have a new song. Moon Mom Moon Mom
3: Moon Moon Mom Moon Mom Mom